Hey, welcome back to another episode of It's a Lifestyle with Miss Inspiration. I am your host, Tanisha Shanae, and I thank you for joining me for yet another episode. I have some real good treats coming in for you, but before we even dive into that, I wanted to just speak to you and to just kind of introduce the atmosphere of the conversation of where where we are going and how I want you to start shifting your mindset. So we are entering a series called um, Purpose Talk. Um, not only are we going to discuss, you know, finances, but we're going to start really discussing. And you guys know, if you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know I'm all about purpose. I want each and every one of us to identify our purpose and start living in our purpose. And I think the best way to do that is if you start to surround yourself with those like-minded individuals. And here I'm going to definitely introduce you to those type of individuals that are like me that want each and every one of us to excel and to elevate to the next level, but not just doing any old thing, but actually doing it with purpose and on purpose. So let's talk about it. We're in 2020 and I don't know about some of you, but I know for me personally, I have been in a space where I am trying really hard to break out of the cycle of just having a job, you know, just making enough money to cover my bills, but like breaking the cycle of not having enough and not doing what I'm called to do. When most of us finished college or we finished high school and we were looking for jobs, you know, we kind of had an idea as to what it was that we wanted to do um, or what someone said that we were good at, which is a great starting point. I think a lot of times, you know, you have to kind of just start doing it in order to find out and navigate where do you belong, right? I don't think anyone woke up at seven years old and knew what they were going to be when they grew up. Some people did. And then some people, it kind of just went through the life, the cycle of life to figure out that, that aspect. I know for me personally, I never wanted to be a teacher. And I actually ran away from that profession for a very long time. And I have reasons why I ran away from that profession. But when I realized that I was called to teach, I embraced that. Now, at the time that I was, I realized that I was called to teach, um, I didn't understand that was my purpose. Actually, at that time, I wasn't even having conversations about purpose. And that's something that, that's a whole nother topic, right? But, you know, I enjoyed it. It was something that I felt, I walked away feeling good. You know, it wasn't just a paycheck anymore. Um, And then as I started to evolve in my craft, I started to realize like, And I started to reflect like almost every job going back to, I used to to intern um, at Interscope Records, shout out to Interscope Records. And when I was interning at Interscope Records, even at 15 years old, I was training the new college interns, right? So let me, let me say that again. I was 15 years old, high school student, and I was training college students. And I was training them on the basic office supplies and how to do procedures in the office. And then what I started to realize was that every position that I ever had, I was always in a training teaching position, um, or it was a part of my responsibilities to train or to teach. And it wasn't until here it was like 2010 was when I first started to teach. And that was only because 
like reality, sometimes God will open up opportunities only because he will put you in situations so that you will face the opportunities of what you're supposed to do. So in 2010, I was at a job where I was not making enough money. I was probably making less than $40,000 trying to maintain a household where I have a mortgage. I had a car note because I had to get a car because the job that I was at, we needed to have a vehicle. Let me just say that making forty less than forty thousand um, dollars, and you know just regular bills, student loans, light bills, cell phone, and back then we didn't have Metro PCS, so my cell phone bill was like one hundred twenty dollars, right? I just say that to say we was paying a lot of money back then, making less than forty thousand dollars. My best friend said to me, "Why don't you become a teacher?" I'm looking at her like, "No, no, not happening." And I finally, you know, gave in because my bills was like, girl, we need more money and no one is hiring us as a full time job right now. So can you please uh, help us out? And that's what I did. So I started to look online and I found um, a position for a small college that is actually no longer open. Um, and I applied and I really got I got called like the next day. And when I got called the next day, I spoke to the person They brought me in. And, you know, it just kind of, it just worked itself out. Now, at that time, I was not a teacher. I did not, like, really do trainings. But I knew what I was pretty good at. And I was good at teaching computers. I was a, I was fairly good at using Microsoft. And that's what they needed. They needed someone to teach Microsoft Office. So back in 2010, I started teaching out of college, teaching Microsoft Office, Microsoft Word, Excel, PowerPoint, those types of courses. And when I say I fell in love, like I walked away, I remember walking away feeling like, oh my gosh, like I can do this every single day. And that was just like the aha moment. It added money to my, to my bank account. So it was definitely um, a benefit. And then, you know, I just made that entire leap. You know, I started to look for full-time opportunities. And that's how I fell into the to my profession. Now, I just thought I was just going to be a teacher. And I didn't understand that God was just setting, he was making a way for me to, to be the person that I was called to be, to be that motivational speaker, inspirational speaker, the teacher of just life. There's many things that God places on my heart, places, you know, for me to just speak. Sometimes I'm just kind of surprised by what comes out of my mouth because, it's not that I'm planning to say it. God's just like, he puts it and it's like the Holy Spirit takes over. And then you have this amazing message that I did not craft together. Like my speeches are never, ever written out. It's really just what God just says. Be present, be available and open your mouth and do, do what you have to do. And, you know, and it has afforded me the opportunity to, you know, to to gain a platform, um, bring an extra income or income period. And, you know, that's where I'm at today. And I'm thankful for that. But many of us are not in that situation. There are many people that wake up every single day. They hate their jobs. They hate what they do. Um, some people are making good money and they still hate what they do. Some people, are, a lot of people are made, not making enough money and they hate what they do. Either way, the feeling of hating what you do is not a good thing. But the part that I had started to realize, not just in defining your purpose, but it's just like, there's a lot of information out there that no one has been teaching us. No one has been talking to us about um, as far as it comes to building wealth and having businesses. So this is one thing that I want you to take heed to if you don't take heed to anything else. The world tells us if you need more money, so like I did, I needed more money, what did I do? 
I found a second job, right? It's technically nothing wrong with that, right? Because I'm, I'm every two weeks, I'm bringing in more money into my checking account. But what else am I actually doing? I'm putting more money into the tax system because I'm now getting taxed, not from one job, but from two jobs. Many people run the risk of now owing more taxes. And it's crazy. Like if you pay more taxes because you have multiple jobs, you would think that you would get money back. But I know a lot of people that have multiple jobs and they end up owing. Now, there are many loopholes that you can find that you can get yourself out of that, you know, multiple jobs, paying more taxes. And then at the end of the year, when you do your tax, your tax refund, you don't get anything back. And then most times you owe the money. There are loopholes. There are loopholes that many of us don't know. Many of us are not talking about. People do know. They don't say anything. Um, or we're just not inclined to listen to what these people have to say. So I'm going to share with you two things that has worked for me. And I'm going to knock on wood. You can hear me knock. Knock on wood. I have not ever had to owe since this strategy has happened. The first thing was at 22 years old, I purchased my first property. Okay. Now, I had a conversation recently with a woman in my building. Um, and, you know, I, I understood where she was coming from. So, you know, I didn't take any, um, you know, I didn't take any any shade to it, but it was what it was. And, you know, I, I made the intentional decision to, when I purchased, I purchased a co-op instead of a house or a condo. Um, in New York City, at the time that I purchased about 13 years ago, um, my buying a house was just not feasible for me. Like, it's just me. I can't maintain a house, a roof. You know what I'm saying? Sewer, that's a lot of work. They ain't got time for that. Condos at that time were very expensive. And then when I felt, when I fell across and came across co-ops, I was like, hey, it's a little bit cheaper. And I still kind of come out equal to what most people pay for their monthly mortgage, just a mortgage. Now, if anyone knows... Long story short, co-ops you purchase, um, you pretty much, you're not purchasing the apartment, you're buying shares into um, a cooperative, a, a, a business, pretty much the building. And you are, that shares is equivalent to the, your apartment. When you purchase, there's two things that you have to pay. Now, same concept really applies for condos too. Only difference is that the condo unit is technically quote unquote yours. Um, I still can do things in my apartment. Like I just have to get approval, but co-ops and condos, you have to do the same thing. You have to get approvals from the board. Everyone has a board. Difference between my co-op and a condo is that my mortgage is cheaper. Cause again, I bought this 13 years ago when the market was really, really good. It was a bias market and I was really happy um, with the price that I got. My one bedroom apartment, my bedroom apartment, my one bedroom apartment is huge. So if you guys ever came to my house, you would say, oh my gosh, like you got mad space in here, right? So my mortgage is cheaper because I got a fixed mortgage. Please make sure you get a fixed mortgage. If you, when I say if, when you purchase your home um, and then I have to pay a maintenance. So condos do the same thing. So at the same time, my godmother, she had purchased her condo. So she paid flat out cash for her condo, but she still had to pay maintenance fees. So people are like, well, you still got to pay maintenance fees. Yeah, I still would have to pay maintenance fees at a condo. Difference is, I probably would have had a much higher mortgage.
mortgage. So I pay plus or minus about $1,300 with parking for my co-op. My mortgage never goes up, fixed rate, right? So I actually get tax incentives. So whereas a person who might live next door and they might be only renting, they rent, they rent, they rent. At the end of the year, they're not getting any kind of tax incentives. I am because I have a mortgage and according to the, they don't, the, the IRS does not care if you have a condo, a co-op, a house, a shed, you have a mortgage and that to them is going to give you tax incentives, right? So at the end of the year, I was still getting a really good, decent return because I was a homeowner. So even though I had multiple jobs, Right, it's a teacher moment. Even though I had multiple jobs and I'm paying a whole lot in taxes, I still had tax incentives, which were helping me to do what? Get my money back. So that was one thing. Now I was sharing this information, telling my friends that yo, like this is the best investment that I made. You know, it's helpful every year. You know, I could have been getting back five hundred dollars, a thousand dollars, but I'm getting back blah 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 blah. Right? Hey, I, I plant the seed. I can't stand there and water it. The other thing that I didn't realize, and I'm learning more about today in present time, is that I've always had what we call a home-based business. Now, even though I may not have been consistent, I would always have, you know, plus or minus six months, you know, doing something that I was using one of my natural talents, natural God-given abilities, and I was generating additional income, but it was being done as a home-based business. So I am a teacher. So of course, everyone is not going to college. So everyone is not going to have the pleasure of working with me as their teacher. So what do they do? Hey, hey, Miss Inspiration, I would like to work with you. Can you train me? Can you tutor me on XYZ? Absolutely. And that is what I started to do. And I've been doing that now for about eight or plus nine years. In addition, in between, um, if, again, if you followed me before, um, my story, and I mean, it's still my story, and I will always, I'm going to get into that um, later on in this season, but I had lost like a ton of weight naturally, and I was helping other people, so I was doing coaching, and I was doing lifestyle coaching, and I was doing meal prep, and making smoothies for people. Where was I doing all this? In my home. What was that? A home-based business. So because the tax person that I go to, my tax guy said, what? You get tax deductions. Now, what I never knew, because I never had in-depth conversations about this, but what I never knew was that when you have a home-based business, the IRS favors that because the IRS favors businesses. I'm going to say that again. The IRS favors businesses. This is why businesses are out here getting bailouts. They have all this money that's coming back to them because the IRS, the government, they favor businesses. So when you have a home-based business on top of possibly having a mortgage, when you do your federal income tax at the end of the year, beginning of the year by April 15th, guess what ends up happening? You get a little bit more back. Because now if your tax preparer knows all of the, according to Lynn Richardson, she is a financial guru. Lynn Richardson states that there are over 475 tax deductions that you can write off when you have a home-based business. I'm going to say that again. 475 tax deductions that you can write off as a home-based business. So what is? So what am I trying to encourage you to do? Well, 
You have a purpose. You have a God-given talent. You have a gift. So why not use that gift to now produce and make it into a home-based business? Now, you don't even got to go as far as like running out there. Oh, I'm going to get an EIN. You know, I've tried to do all those things. And before it didn't, I didn't complete the full process. Right? That's one thing. But when you can write off your cell phone, your internet, um, the mileage is on your car. If you travel, if you say, if you go to another state and you are conducting business in those other states, okay, you're having meetings. Those are all tax deductibles. A lot of us don't know this. So we're paying out. If you look at your pay stub at the end of the uh, at the end of the year or at your W two, you see how much taxes you're taking out, taking home. Well, taxes they're taking out rather. Some people are taking out fourteen, twenty thousand. Right, the more money you make, the more taxes that they take. But at the end, they're taking out fourteen thousand, but you're only getting back a thousand. Nah, that's too much. That's kind of crazy. So, what does that mean that we should start doing? Because there are people out here that even if they do have a regular job on a W-2 and they have a home-based business, some people could still take, they, they would still take out 14000 from their from their W-2 job. But when they go and do their taxes, they're getting back seven dollars $8,000. Now, they're not getting everything back, but they're getting almost half back. To me, that's not, that's not horrible. Right? It's not horrible. Another thing that have that I have personally, and again, I like to speak from experience because I think so many times, you know, we can always do the he say, she say, they say, but I'm telling you what Miss Inspiration experienced. Um, one year, I was a 1099 the entire year. I was a 1099 for two years, right? Completely no W-2s, 100% 1099. Now, all the naysayers were like, oh my gosh, you're going to pay so much in taxes. They're going to take, they're going to rob you. You're going to, oh, can I tell you? Can I tell you? Because I was a 1099, which is technically, I was a contractor, right? And I still had my home-based business. One year, I broke even. So I didn't get anything back. And I was okay with that because guess what? Breaking even means that I don't owe anyone and while I might have been sad that no one was sending me a check, I didn't have to send anyone a check, okay? I didn't have to do any payment plans, okay? So that was a positive for Tanisha. Now, the other year, guess what happened? I got money back. I got a pretty decent, even though that year I didn't make a lot of money as a 1099. So I say this to say many times we are just, losing out because we don't know we don't have the knowledge we don't have the information and we're not you know we're not underneath the umbrella of people that are sharing that like we have to get to this space where we start to understand that honestly i told i I had text a lot of my friends the last couple of days and i said yeah i really feel like this is the level of success that we're trying to achieve or that we keep reading about it's like a secret society like i think these people are just in the room somewhere maybe a cave i don't know and they are just like exchanging knowledge and resources that none of us know why because we think the things that we know or that we ought to know are the things that we're taught in school Again, I'm an advocate for education. I have degrees, okay? My student loans can tell you that I like education. But 
what I'm saying is there's still a lot of things that I, I was never taught. And guess what? I'm never going to be taught, not in any classroom. The reason being is because they don't want to teach us these things. They don't want to talk about this. How many, I mean, now we're seeing a good amount of colleges introducing like entrepreneurship certificates. I love that. I totally am I'm all for it. However, I would love to know how much they're really telling you about entrepreneurship. I want to know if they're really telling you about all the 475 tax deductions that you can get. Are they really going into details about every single thing? Because even though TurboTax is telling us that we can do our own taxes. When you sit and you go through all them deductions, they don't show you all 475 deductions that you can claim and write off. Because I tried it. I tried it. Last year, I, I drove Uber Eats. And guess what happened? I didn't, when I went through TurboTax, because they offered me the opportunity to do my own taxes. And I went and I said, let me see what I can get without having to pay someone to do my taxes. And guess what? It was absolutely nothing. But what I realized was that I was not seeing every deduction. They was not guiding you to say, hey, Tanisha, over here, Miss Inspiration, we want to give you all the choices of 475 deductions according to the classifications and categories to, what, to which your business offers. They didn't give me all of that. So when we start to see this, this transition of you know, conversations around purpose and it, start, it does push into the conversations of money, I want you to start thinking like, how can I start thinking different? What can I start doing? In addition, right? I'm not saying quit your job. There's a lot of programs out there that's like, quit your job, quit your nine to five. And guess what? I'm not knocking it because I know people that have done it and it has worked for them. And I have done it before. It was not the easiest transition. I can say it was a learning experience and it was a, at least for Tanisha, it was a experience for me to go through so that I can get a closer relationship with God. Some people, they don't have that. So I'm not just saying jump and just do it unless, you know, God is leading you or, you know, you just know, like, I'm about to take off. So I said to myself, you know, this is something that I want to go through. But, you know, Start thinking about how can I start using these skills that I have, you know, start having these conversations about purpose and having your purpose um, and start, you know, seeing how can it start to evolve? Because like I said, as a teacher, I can continue to, to teach only the curriculum that is given to me by any college workforce programs. Or I can say, what else can I teach? And I can continue to now, you know, elevate. And like I have in the past, I've had lifestyle um, coaching groups where I've had 20 people that were paying me a um, hundred and something dollars a month from for me to coach them. I have done various types of courses where people were paying cash for me to coach them, to teach them, to tutor them, to guide them, to mentor them, whatever terminology, because at the end of the day, it was the same thing. And I was successful and I was able to now start to take all of those deductions and now pass it on to my tax guy because I kept record of everything that I did and pass it on to my tax guy. And guess what? It was a benefit for me. So again, once we start to have these different conversations, I think it starts to um, elevate us and take us into a different direction as to what we could do, how we could really, instead of us, instead of us getting more W-2 jobs, more jobs, more jobs, paying more taxes, 
We need to start shifting the conversation to how can I now start to create a home-based business so I can get now more tax deductions. So instead of us paying more taxes, I want to start bringing home more, not only now, but then even when I file my taxes, I can still bring home half of that or majority of that, right? It is possible. So I'm not speaking from what I read, I'm speaking from experience, but I'm also giving you a point of reference of someone that I have actually studied under. And I'm just like, wow, like everything that this person is saying is what I have experienced, but there's certain things that I'm learning that I didn't know. Like I said, I didn't know about home-based businesses having over 400 tax deductions. I didn't know about that. So that means if you're making lemonade, if you're making your own hair oil, if you are baking zucchini bread, if you are teaching an online class, if you are doing yoga in the park, those are home-based businesses that can help you in the end to now bring home more money. And not only, it can also put you in a direction where you can start to realize I'm doing things that I'm supposed to be doing. I'm being, I'm using my God-given talents. I am using what I'm birthed to do. Like God birthed me. He, he, he allowed me to be born so I can do this at this particular time. And that's what I want you to do. So, Stay tuned because we're going to have some amazing guests that are going to really take this conversation of purpose and what you are called to do to called to do to the whole next level. So make sure you're following me on all, all, all platforms of social media at Miss, um, sorry, at Tanisha Shanae on Instagram, um, Heal Thy Body um, with Tanisha Shanae on Facebook. And then also, if you on mine, you can also follow me on my new business, Purposeful underscore training. That's on Instagram, and you can find us Purposeful Training and E-Learning Consulting LLC on Facebook. I know it's long, but you would not regret it because, again, like I said, I know what I'm called to do, and I can't stay in just one area. Like, I have to use all the skills and talents that God has gifted me with, and I have to make sure that I do my part in giving it back to the world. Um, so... I love you all. Hope you guys enjoy. Make sure you stay tuned. Um, subscribe wherever you are listening to on Apple, Google, Anchor. And as always, I love you. Have a great one.